0: It's just, uh, it's good to serve a, a Christ that's alive this morning, amen? I
1: don't
0: know if you've thought about that a lot, but it's just good to serve Jesus Christ that's alive and uh, that, that wants to move in your life today, that wants to continue to move in this church, and uh, let's all stand this morning. I want to read here just a minute. I don't know, I may preach like Doug, I'm wearing his, hey, it might be better if I preach like Doug. I'm wearing his headset, might have messed up earlier, so... We'll be preaching on We will see Will we see what Jesus saw Amen, Amen. A couple of weeks ago when I was on vacation And, and really just I'm doing a lot on vacation Just relaxing and, and just reading This is one of the thoughts that, that came into my mind and, and, and God really just laid this on my heart For our church this year Again in the direction our church is going In 2016 Will we see what Jesus saw And you'll understand that here in just a little bit, but will we see the people that are hurting? Will we see the people that are in broken marriages? Will we see people that come in with disappointments and are discouraged? And that may be in you, but I'm talking about as a church body today. As we're reaching out to people, we have to see them as Jesus in them. We have to, amen? amen. We have to see them through the eyes and the hearts of Jesus Christ. Amen. A lot of people say, man, Jesus everywhere he went. Man, people just flocked to him. Listen, God will move in your life if we'll just open our eyes up and look for him. Amen. God wants to move in your life. And a lot of times when he's not moving in our lives, we're so busy with other things that we don't see what Jesus saw. And when we start to get eyes and see as Jesus saw, you'll be amazed how much God will use you and move in your life. Amen? Amen. I hope y'all are ready this morning. Say, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Alive! Alive! keep doing it. Look at in John. Look at Matthew chapter nine. I love Matthew chapter nine. Is the healing chapter? That's right. try. Does it do that you up here? Yeah, See, I told you this in my mic. It doesn't. It it's trying kind to of pull Doug on me, isn't it? This is a healing chapter in in Mark chapter nine. This is the healing chapter. And all through this chapter, y'all can go. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm starting to 27, but Jesus just touches one person, one heart, one eye. He a demon-possessed man that couldn't talk and demon-possessed. Uh, demon uh, a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years. Uh, he heals a paralytic in this chapter. All the way through, just when Jesus would leave one house and go to another one. Boom, someone was being healed. He'd leave there and go to another area. Someone was waiting on him to be healed there. And he'd say, well, that's Jesus Christ. That's his job to do it. But you know what we will open our eyes up? Jesus, the reason Jesus, he saw deep into the hearts and the souls of these people and seen their need. And, and listen, it's very easy to come to church and not see the
1: need.
0: It's very easy to come to church and, and worship and sing songs and, and do what we have to do and go through the religious part of it and, and leave and go and and then not see the hurt, the disappointment, the discourage, the bruise, whatever comes into this house. That's what God's house is for, Amen? Amen. And by the way, if you're so you've got a glorious halo today and you think you're so holy, you've been there one time yourself. Amen. We all have. What did I tell you last week? We're all sick.
1: Yes. We all
0: have problems, amen? amen. And let's not get the eyes. Listen, starting off in 2016, we, we can't get mean critical eyes.
1: Amen. Amen? amen? I hear people all the
0: time when we we you know we do ministry here through our food pantry and through this and help people here. And, and it's just amazing to go from church to church yes. and see the attitude change. And I can tell you the attitude of a church is cold and dead, not growing. They got mean, critical, legalistic eyes. Amen. And God is not moving in amongst their body, amongst in their people. Because I, I, they'll talk about y'all do a lot of ministry at Pleasant Heal. Y'all help people. Well, you know, you gotta watch some of them folks. They're trying to get over on you. I'm glad Jesus didn't have that attitude. He's walking around from shore to shore and healing people and touching people. And he goes, I really don't she need to be healed. She's just trying to get to me. We live in a world that's full of sin, church. Somebody's going to get to you. But Jesus did not die on the cross for us to walk around with a mean, critical eye looking at the church body. They're trying to get to us. They're not trying to get to you anyway. They're getting to Jesus. All he's asking us to do is to see what Jesus saw. And if we
1: Body.
0: He'll bless every ministry we're in from, from the from the impact to the gospel to the women's to the men to the outreach that we do. We've got to see and have a heart and eyes of Jesus Christ. Don't think every time you're serving, somebody's trying to get to you. Amen? And we may have people in the church that think that way. If you do, you need to pray and Jesus forgive you. <laughs> or get out of ministry doing what you're doing because you need the heart first. Amen. Amen. And this is happening in a lot of our churches today. This is why our churches are cold. This is why they're dead. This is why nobody walking walk in the aisles. This is why you go to their church and, and I mean half of them have been baptized in prune juice. They're, they're not happy. They're just they just come there every Sunday through religion, through ritual, sing a song go home and say, hey, what's church good? I don't know why nobody's going to our altars. I don't know we had nobody walked the aisle in six years. The baptistry pump's clogged up. I don't want to be a part of a church like that. Amen? Amen. Can I go on stage yet? I need to read something. I, I got something this week that, that, that I believe Miss Terry Elmore posted this on Facebook. And uh, I have a she'll print this out. Here, let me read so y'all can sit down. I'll, I'll be preaching while y'all stand up all day long. Matthew, go sit down. Let me just stand. I'll go ahead and read <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to let y'all stand the whole time I preach. <laughs> this is why Jim and Pat won't come back to our church. Yeah, yes. Some of y'all is reading on Facebook. If you have, just smile like you had not never heard before. I mean, it doesn't take long to acclimate to salvation. We rarely pick up habits, rituals, and even religion. Worship services become robotic and our circle of friends slowly begin to constrict. We lose, the, we lose contact with the outside world. Our old friends fade into a distant past. We are now ushers and help. Now ushers and help from time to time with setup, with operations, our unique giftings is becoming apparent, and we are emerging as disciples of Jesus Christ. In walked Jim and Pam from a life of sin, to altars of salvation. really. They should have dressed nicer since they knew they were coming to church. They sit outside the area. I usually do my meat and green in, so I just kind of glanced at them and nodded my head. The worship service was decent. I knew the songs by heart and prayed for exactly 15 seconds between each one. I didn't really feel up to exerting too much effort today. My week has been hectic. The kids have been crazy, and, well, you get the idea. I didn't get too involved in the physical aspects of worship either. I did notice that the drum set was moved to one side of the stage, and it looked like the light scheme had changed. At one point, I turned and looked around and noticed that Jim and Pam were looking at me, which seemed weird. They didn't seem that, that into the service. During the offering segment, we were instructed to shake hands with people, so I I just pulled a pivot and shook 360. Jim and Pam stood out there, and I wondered if they had issues with people. The sermon was decent. I was hoping for a fresh take on Genesis, but it was good to hear the basics again. Since I didn't feel the word was for me, I doodled uh, a bit in my moleskin. When we stood for the transition... Into the altar service, I again looked around and noticed Jim and Pam had their heads down. They must be waiting for the conclusion so they can vote. It was uncomfortable when the altar call was made and nobody came forward. Really? What could you expect? This wasn't a message for all of us. Wonder if the sinners heard what I preached or what was preached. I took the final look around and saw that Jim and Pam were actually stepping out of the aisle and coming forward. That's pretty neat. I I hope they really give their lives to God. They aren't closing their eyes or raising their hands. Actually, they aren't talking at all. I wonder if they know that, that that's not how you repent and experience life change. Well, the service is over. They never did quite get to the place of openness and forgiveness. What do you expect? They looked like they could use a wardrobe makeover and learn a little Christian etiquette. As soon as the service was over, I headed over to my gang, and I began to talk about Peyton Manning. I wonder if he'll make it back this season from his injuries. We all decided to go grab some Chinese. We gathered up our kids, and we hit the road. Jim and Pam must not have liked what they experienced because they didn't even come over and shake any of our hands. I always look forward to eating after church with my crew. I love these guys. I mean, come to think of it, I met them the first service I came to this church. I walked in with a lot of problems, following my every step. I had my head down, hoping that I wouldn't be too uncomfortable. Immediately, one of them came over to me and began to talk to me. I'll be honest, this connection made me feel at home. The worship service was powerful. I'd never heard singing like that before. I felt a craving deep down inside for more of what I was feeling. However, I didn't know what I was feeling. It was like a drawing, comforting, tangible presence. Many were worshiping as if it was just David Jesus. I saw men with tears in their eyes and raised hands. So I did what they were doing. I raised my hands and I praised for the first time in my whole life. The tears began to flow and I couldn't speak. It was indescribable and undeniable. During the offering, groups of people came over to me and shook my hand. And I was thankful that I didn't even... I didn't even have to make the first move. I started to feel even more comfortable, and all I had on was T-shirt and shorts. And nobody was looking at me standing there in my flip-flops. They looked nice, and here I was. They they all looked nice in the church, and here I was in my flip-flops. It didn't seem to matter to them. The preacher started preaching about Jesus. Jesus loved me enough to die for my sins. He gives... He he gives grace and forgiveness to anybody. Well, nobody knows about the skeletons in my closet. I have some serious junk in my trunk. The baggage I've been carrying around for decades will make Southwest shake their heads in disgust. We all stood, and the preacher asked for us to come forward and repent of our sins. I was amazed at the amount of people who flocked to the altar. I wasn't the only one that needed this message, so I stepped out went and stood by a few guys who had introduced themselves to me. Actually, they are the same guys I'm getting ready to go eat with right now. They were praying out loud. They were asking God to forgive them of their sins. I started to do what they were doing. I can't describe what happened next. It was as if somebody began power washing me with Jesus. I felt such peace and joy. I was crying but also happy. A couple of guys asked me if they could pray with me at that moment. I was ready anything for anything God had for me. I prayed more and felt more. They were asking God to bless my family. How could they know my marriage was on the rocks? After the service, the same group of guys asked me if I wanted to go eat with them. I did, and I guess you could say the rest is history. I've done nothing but grow from the first experience at my church. My whole family is emerging as disciples of Jesus. And I live my life to make Him famous. I really appreciate my church family. I hope that we start growing soon. We haven't had too many people come and visit lately. I'm starting to wonder how many people even want Jesus. Mm -hmm. People must not like the straightforward preaching. People come, but they never come back. We need to work on that. Maybe we need to get a different life scheme.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen.
0: I see the problem.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) The same Jesus that she experienced the first time she walked into the church building with all her baggage... All of her junk in her trunk, I like that. Everything that she brought into the church building, as soon as she walked in, people were there greeting her, shaking her hand, not worried about what she was wearing, not worried about what she looked like. They were just thanking God she was in the church to worship with them. Amen. And then as she grew in the Lord, as everybody does that comes to church, and it can happen here. That's why I'm preaching this. Amen. We've got a great church, guys, Amen. but we can't go around saying we're doing great because the reason we're great is because of Jesus Christ, Amen. and once we start getting the focus off of Jesus on us, the house will fall,
1: Amen.
0: and the same was happening to this lady here. The movement of the Holy Spirit equipped how the Holy Spirit. Sunday there, people greeted her, shook her hands, made her feel welcome, went to the prayer, went to the altars, prayed all of this, she's still hanging out with these guys today, the only problem is, is she is not carrying down, handing down what the church did for her she is back now. Well, they're over there. Yeah, I see them. Hey, how you doing? But never took that time to stand up and walk over and say, how many times does that happen in our church? If you're sitting here and you know there's new folks over here but you just didn't walk well, they're on the other side of the building. Well, half of us walked four miles to kill a turkey. you will be okay. <laughs> Amen? And you can't walk across the church. You walk all He can't go across the building, and so she was wondering why God was not moving their church like He used to. When God stops moving here and things aren't happening, we need to take a heart check and say, Why? Because God is willing and ready to move in any church body if they have willing hearts and recipients ready for God to move, amen. And I don't know about y'all, but when I surrendered to preach, man, that, that's why I, when, when God called me to preach, I, I said, Lord, let. Now, I'm not going to go through the whole story but I said, Lord, I want to be a part of a ministry a part of a church where you're moving, where souls are saved lives are being changed the Holy Spirit's moving your presence and your power is in that house see your lives change so every time I get behind that pulpit Lord, we expect you to move Amen. we know you're going to move not well is well, you never know what's going to happen and I know sometimes some services are greater than others For all every sunday we chapter 9. When Jesus departed from the two blind men, followed him, crying out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the two blind men came to him. Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And this is where the has forgot. We forgot Jesus can do anything. Amen? Amen! Amen. On who Jesus is, Amen. Amen. He touches your heart and heals your cancer. You can't sit back here and be milly mouth and steal your tongue up and say, "Yeah, he's pretty good." after this, it says in verse 31, but when they had departed, they spread the news about him and all the country. He told everybody about Jesus. And as they went out, behold, they brought to him a man that was mute and demon possessed. And when the demon was cast out, the mute spoke and the multitude marveled. Here we go again. It was never seen like this in Israel. We've never seen this before. Never seen this happen. I want Jesus to do that in our churches I want somebody somebody, Man we've never seen this before
1: I would love for us to
0: say that At the church body Because we get so drenched In our ritual going to church That nothing ever happens outside of that New and fresh Amen But when the Pharisees said Now here's your church folk He cast out demons By the ruler of Demons and then when Jesus was about all the cities in verse 35 and the villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people and here's the whole key to my whole story but when he saw but when he saw, saw get better. when he saw. saw when he saw that was the whole to Jesus' ministry, when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his people, his disciples, "The harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest and labors into the harvest, guys." The house is full cool this morning. It's great seeing the house full and people sitting in the back against the wall. That's great. But guys, the harvest is ready. Amen. The harvest is out there. Yeah. Man, there should be a church on Sunday morning on Seventy West that's not tea totally packed out with people. Amen. Well, we just don't got enough people. I, somebody told me that here. Well, I, I couldn't believe that. Some, a preacher on Seventy said... Well, you just, you know, people, we live way out of the city. I said, follow me to Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> this is the city. Compared to Royal, hey, we're glad we, we got our first dollar store. <laughs> that are hurting that need Jesus Christ to change their lives this morning from all the way from Hot Springs out to Bonnerdale. Every church could be full. Could. The problem isn't with the people. The problem is with the church of God. Amen. Amen? Amen. The people are there. They're there to reach. They're there for the Holy Spirit to change lives. But listen, it's not going to happen in church on Sunday morning going through the motions, singing a song taking an offering and going home oh we'll get a few every now and then because they hear about a crazy preacher down there that preaches he's liable to we'll spit on you run around on you, hit you, it don't matter amen and they hear about that and they want to come see what he's like but really getting out is the, is the people, the body of us going out and really reaching the people. When, when, when they come into this church building, they're looking for Jesus. Amen. They're not looking for Baptists. Amen. Amen. Amen? If you're a Baptist you love that so much that I hurt your heart, I'm sorry. Maybe God will break you down on that. By the way, there won't be no Baptists in heaven. Amen? Amen. Amen. Just say. Christian. They won't be there. Whether you know, Pentecostal Assembly or whatever denomination you spoke, they won't be there. Blood horse children of God will be in heaven. Amen. I remember this joke I heard uh, years ago when I was preaching. This guy dies and he goes to heaven and Peter's walking him down the streets of gold and he says, and he's running and the guy's running ahead of Peter and he looks down this street right here and he says, Peter, look at these people! Man, they're just down here, they got they got their they got their collars on and they're reciting the God's word, and, and he says, he says, Shh, be quiet. That's the Presbyterians and the Catholics down this road. <laughs> That's their street. He run ahead of Peter a little bit and looked down this street. Man, And many people were standing there. Man, the music was blaring. They were jamming. I mean, they were worshiping Jesus. They were jumping up and down. He goes, Peter, look you here. He says, shh, shh be quiet. That's the Pentecostal <laughs> They're worshiping. They worship down this street. He runs down the streets of God. And he looks down. Peter, come here. Look at these guys. Peter runs down there and grabs. He puts his hand over his mouth. He said, what are you doing? He said, be quiet. They were Baptists, they think they're the only ones up here. And that's the way we view heaven sometimes. There's not going to be different streets, there's going to be a body of Christ. If you've been saved this morning, if you know Jesus, your Savior, you're in the body of Christ that will worship Jesus, your Lord, your King, and Redeemer forever. So we have people coming in, and, and I'm glad to be a part of a church. Let's not worry about getting it all just right. You know some churches in their bulletins) <laughs> 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 Some churches, if you don't go exactly teetotally, and people notice. I mean, they got it laid out in the bulletin. <gasps> One's is gone. You've got cancer. Well, I was married last year and I'm divorced this year. Not me. I'm just using it as an example.
1: <laughs>
0: we still married, ain't man? <laughs> but what I'm saying is that's why the Bible says this life is like a vapor. We're here just for a little while, and then
1: <laughs>
0: life is really a vapor. Y'all, but I don't have time to preach sermons and to walk up down this aisle and get hoarse every Sunday. Oh. And have a passion to preach an anointing of God and want God's presence. Listen, I'm getting I'm 47 years old now. Some of y'all are saying, You young. Well, no, yeah. uh, I'm getting older. <laughs> I know some of y'all are standing at in here and you're 74, I know, but still. I'm a lot older when I came here. You got a lot greater. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, you know, as I get older and as I preach God's word, we as a church body, we don't have time just to play church. Amen. We don't. We can have nice buildings. We can have this. And, and, and so many churches brag on their buildings and their facilities and what they build. And that's all great. But that's not the issue. Are you seeing what Jesus is seeing? Do you see what... Does our church body see what Jesus saw? I think we got a great church body, amen? amen? Listen, you can find bigger churches. You can find nicer buildings in churches. You can find a lot better preaching in most churches, right. but you won't find a church that will love you better than Pleasant Hill. Amen. Amen. And, and you now, when I say that, most people say, well, that didn't speak to me. I don't mean when we say the last amen, you're doing a 50-yard dash of the vehicle, warming <laughs> it up and getting out of here. I'm not going to run down the highway after you. Amen. <laughs> cracks me up, too. Some people say, well, I visited your church yesterday. Where was you sitting in the very back? When did you leave? Oh, during your altar call. You didn't shake my hand. Nobody talked to me. Well, of course. But I guarantee you, if you'll stand somewhere and just be still, somebody will find you. Amen. Amen. I mean, come on, guys. Give us a chance. Amen. But it also we need to see as Jesus saw. The Bible said that he saw and was moved with compassion. If God's going to move in our church and this to happen in our church, listen, this right here will grow our church.
1: Amen.
0: Say, well, we need deeper theology. We need deeper this. All we need to do is see as Jesus saw. That's it. This church will, people will be added to a church body that sees like Jesus and it feels like Jesus and it loves like Jesus and his presence is there and his anointing is there the powerful worship the preaching of the word the fellowship but most of all the love the love and as as Jesus saw and was moved with compassion it says that the reason he looked at them is they looked like a sheep Without a shepherd. Have you ever looked like that when you come to church? I mean, some of y'all are moving your head. Some of y'all don't know. But sometimes I've come to church and I just feel lost. I mean, I've had a hard week and the devil's attacked. And have you ever walked in sometimes you just feel
1: numb?
0: I mean... I don't always get here, maybe sometimes. I try to prepare myself to preach and ready to go. But there's some Sundays, guys, I'm honest. There's some Sundays, God don't get a hold of me until I get behind the pulpit. I
1: know,
0: I and I sit out there and I moke and I soak and I think about the week I had and how bad it was and how the devil attacked and what's going on in our church body and who's being hurt and an attacked and what's happening. And, and then I get behind the pulpit and it just all goes away. But see, here's the problem. This is why a church is so important. Because there's things that happen in here that can't happen in your individual walk with Jesus Christ. If you was feeling that discouraged and that depressed and that hurt and you didn't come to church, Monday, you usually feel about the same or worse. And then Tuesday, you usually feel a little worse. And then by Thursday... And then say for some reason come up and the kids had a ball game or whatever, you missed the next one. Before long, you got two or three weeks under your belt of discouragement, disappointment. And I just don't, and this is how people get out of church. It don't happen overnight. You didn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to stop coming. (laughs) Some of y'all may have, but the majority didn't just wake up and were backslidden. Amen. Amen. Amen? Some of us sit in the pews every Sunday in that condition. Amen. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, hear songs, hear the Word, and still feel that way. Jesus, listen, when people come in our church, we need to see Him as Jesus song. Amen. Amen. He looked straight to their heart and straight to their soul and said, listen, they need help. They're struggling. We don't need a religious attitude of saying, you made your bed lying, Amen. <laughs> right. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, listen, God gives us discernment. There is people out there that does use the church. Amen. <laughs> I've seen them in our food pantry. Leave Harvey's Chapel, get food from them, and drive to Pleasant Hill. Get food, go to the Assembly of God, and go home. Amen. Now, when I say that, in a lot of churches, especially dead churches, they say, "Yeah, that's why we don't do it right there." Amen.
1: That's
0: why we don't have a food. You know what? There's some things that happen on Sunday morning in church that happen that our world would say, well, we shouldn't even have church at all. That's why we don't have church no more. Jesus didn't worry about that. He looked deep in their heart and soul because I truly believe if we help as a church body, God knows their motives, we're getting a blessing for it. Amen. 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 So you get one act want to stop doing ministry. Amen. There's bad apples in Walmart. (laughs) Amen. There's bad apples on your job. Not just in the church or coming to the church. They're everywhere. But we we got to see, listen, our heart, our sight has to impact our hearts. That's what happened to Jesus. His sight, when he seen the paralytic, he healed him. When he seen the two blind men, he healed him. When he seen the mute and the demon of his ass boy, the man, he touched him. He healed him. Every one of them Jesus saw. He saw and moved with compassion. When people come into our church on Sunday mornings, they may not look like us. They may not dress like us. They may not talk like us, Well, I wish they'd get straightened up before they come back next Sunday. I know churches that complain because people wear blue jeans to the services. I've had pastor friends that have had people in their church come back and say, Pastor, you need to talk to them before they come back. They need to dress better. That's not seeing as Jesus' saw. No. Maybe that's all they have. And we need to be compassionate as a church body. People that come in that are struggling, might have a lot of junk in their trunk, no. are not going to be transformed to the level where God wants to take them in one Sunday. Amen. Amen. take six months and you start seeing a change or their conviction of God, whatever he does. By the way, when you first started coming here, you didn't look so good either. Man, you had a lot of junk in your trunk. You had issues. But thank God there was a man called Jesus that died on the cross that shed his blood for us. Listen, if you'll just come and repent and kneel at the cross, I'll touch your life. I'll change your life. Amen. You. In. and when we're all still sinners, it's just a lifestyle for some of the others. you got to see them as Jesus' song. Yes. Yeah, if it continually does it, does it, it? that's a whole new issue in another sermon. If they didn't know they're doing wrong, and they do it and don't care, that's a different sermon. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about seeing them as Jesus' songs. Amen. When they come in our doors, and God is leading us, But we got to, are in our sight. We have to look at them. That's the impact of our heart. When's the last time? Let me just give you a little example. Because it's so easy to be Christian. And to walk past hurting people and say, Yeah, poor people, I'll pray for them but not stop to see their needs or their help. <laughs> and churches are doing that everywhere in this community. I want to be a church and pastor a church body that's reaching out in the community. And people say, man, Pleasant Hill's helping people.
1: Amen. Let, me t- let
0: me tell you what happened. I don't think I've told you all this story. There was a, I may have, I don't know. If it is, I'll tell it again. It's good. Me and Brother Doug were sitting in our office about... Back in the summer, a man came in walking down. It was me and Brother Doug and somebody else, and we just got through praying in our weekly meeting, little meeting we had together. As soon as I raised up, look, there's a guy had his hat, and he wore an overhauls, standing right there in front of Brother Doug's door, had his hat like this with his head down. He goes, amen. And I looked up, and it kind of scared me because he wasn't there when we started praying. <laughs> I mean, there's these overhauls. <laughs> And I said, can I help you? And he said, yes. He said, me and my family's on the way to Oklahoma. I've got a job waiting on me in Oklahoma. And I went there and interviewed. And I was headed back to Malvern and going back to Mississippi and got all the way to the side about halfway to the state line. And they called my wife and said, if you can be up here tomorrow at 10 after the job is yours. And he said, we didn't want to go, we didn't have the money to go to Mississippi. But he said, Pastor, we ain't got the money to make it all the way. And I said, well, do you need food? And he said, we've got food. We've got lunches packed. We just need a little gas money. And I looked at Doug and I said, listen, I've got a gas card. Follow me down here to the Valera, and I'll fill you up.
1: Amen.
0: He said, yes, sir. That'll be great. All we need is gas to get there. And I'm going, he said, by the way, what's the quickest way to get there? Up to Hatfield and that way and into Oklahoma. I told him about going to Sunshine and going to 270 and Fort Smith and right on the Fat way, toward Walden. And before we walked out of Doug's office, I said, How did you find out about us? I mean, how did you just stop and you couldn't even see us on the road? I mean, our sign. He said, Well, I'll tell you what I did, Brother George. I went down the road to one of your neighboring churches and pulled in and told them my story, like I told you, and they said, I tell you what, if you'll go back to Pleasant Hill, they're a bigger church than we are, and they do a lot in this community. Just saw. Right. And so here he gets this guy. I loaded I I'll be back. I'm going to have him fill him up. He's, and while I was pumping gas, he got a map out. And I showed him how to hit sunshine and go to 270 and just follow it all the way to Walt until you get up there to Y City and turn right and keep on trucking. And anyway, click. And I thought, man, I did take off $17.60 something cents. Filled him up. He was a prisoner. Now, I know some people most of say, well, he might not have really went to a job. But you know what?
1: <laughs>
0: we saw as Jesus saw, we got the blessing. Right. Amen. Amen? Amen. You ever see Brother sitting in his office? When we came back and I filled him up, and I came back and I walked in and I said, thank you, church, for sending us because you missed a blessing. Amen. Well, go down to the place of the hill. They'll help you. Yeah. Come on! Yeah. Come on! Bunch of hard-hearted Pharisees. Send them. Past, but you can change the meaning of your past Amen. Amen. through Jesus. That's, a test. That, that's the power of Jesus changing your life. So let me ask you, what kind of what kind of eyes do you have this morning? Mean, legalistic, judging eyes when when visitors walk in. Listen, guys, when you go shake a visitor hand, do you know where your eyes ought to be? Their
1: eyes.
0: Their eyes. Their eyes. Mm-hmm. It's not like scoping up. <clears throat> I see what you're wearing? Glad to have you, though. Many going you go up and say, glad to have you, man. I hope you enjoy it here. I pray that Jesus touches you. Our job is not to fillet them and clean them. That's God's job. That's God's job. Our job is when they get here, is to create an environment that the arms of Jesus can reach around them and love them. And let them know even though they messed up or they're still messed up, He can change them and they can't do it on their own. The only way they can do it, to be happy, Do you scope them up and down and they got tattoos? I no don't <laughs> But God looked past the tattoo straight to the heart. Wow. <laughs> Jesus looked right past a woman. They got caught in sin. Come to him at a well. Jesus knew right off. He said, uh... <clears throat> You got a husband? She goes, yeah. He said, Yeah, you got five. (laughs) Yeah. And the one right now you're living with getting married. And she said, Boy, we know that freak you out. (laughs) Man, that was a Fred Sanford moment. I'm coming, (laughs) Elizabeth. That would scare me to death. Jesus spoke and told her where she was at. But that's a word for some of us. <clears throat> Jesus sees where you're at today. Amen. But he also sees where he wants you to be. Amen. And he loves you. He wants to cover you in his grace. He wants to experience you in a relationship with you. Not just in a church building. He wants to be one-on-one. He wants to talk with you. He wants to hear he wants to hear your shouts. He wants to see us raise our hands and worship Him. He wants to see us on our knees and repentance to Him. And He wants to say more and there's no God like my God.
1: Amen. There's the whole
0: key. He wants you to know that He's my God. Amen. Not that church is God, that my God. Amen. He's my God. Amen. He's not Levi's God. He's my God. He's not Jerry's God. He's my God. He's not Archie's God. He's my God. And I want to know him. And I want to know him. I want to know that he loves me. <coughs> but Listen to do that. You can't just get up and walk out. You're going to respond to him in faith. Because he's seeing you right now. He knows your hurt, your disappointments. He knows what you need. But you're going to come to him and say, Yes, Lord. I need help. Yes, Lord, I need help. Where are we at this morning? Are we going to be a church this year that reaches this community with the eyes of Jesus? Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. Lord, you're looking at every heart every heart that's in this building, Lord, you're looking at. There's some here, Lord, that are listening for the first time. There's some that's been back two or three times. There's some that's been coming a while, and we got members been here since I've been here. But with that said, Lord, you see every heart that's sitting here. Lord, you know our motives before we even speak them. And Lord, continue to create an atmosphere. Create hearts in this church that see as Jesus saw them. We're not worried about the bells they are getting to us. It's not about that. It's about the heart. Are we going to see them like Jesus? Because Lord, without your grace, all of us, We'd we'll be in a bad mess this morning. Lord, we're blessed people. We need to pay it forward. Lord, we need to pay it forward this morning. We love you. Lord, have your way in this service. Move. Just let your spirit move through our hearts. Let us forget about how busy we are and we're, we're getting ready to leave. And Lord, bind Satan from this house. nothing but thoughts about you and and a worshiping attitude as we go into this altar call. And folks that are sitting there, Lord, if if you've got something you want to bring to Jesus, bring it to him because he already sees it. We love you and we praise you today, Lord. Have your way in this service in Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. 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 Let's sing quietly. (laughs) Church, I love this song, the potter. This is what Jesus wants to do to your life. But you've got to place yourself upon that wheel and let him mow.